Welcome to episode 71 of the Final Corner Podcast, a double header this week as F1 returns to Spain and the British Touring Car Championship is at Fruxen for the fastest race of the year, where we inevitably thought that Josh Cook might win all three, as he normally does, but not to be this year. The King's been dethroned, I think is the, the term. There's a yes. new King of Fruxen and his name is Ashley Sutton. That's, uh, he's the King of everywhere now. <laughs> True. The King of Britain. Yes. Charlie, you're it. So, <laughs> yeah, we've got two two race events to cover this week, joined always by Tom and by Nick. Did you enjoy your weekend racing? Yes. Wasn't the best better than no racing. weekends, but uh, <laughs> it, it was okay <laughs> all the way around. There was no standout racing, but it was good fun. F1 qualifying was quite fun. And just BTCC was a bit subdued though, wasn't it? I think that's the main mm. thing. Perfectly okay. The old minis were hilarious. Yes, that, that, that was my <laughs> best part of the weekend, actually. Yeah, the mini challenge trophy. What a championship. Mm. Have you seen the video of the boy trying to run it around outside the four cars at the second last corner at Fruxton at the weekend there? He just completely forgets to break try to overtake with four people. He's sideways forever, but then he goes through the he goes through the chicane rather than try to take it, and he probably would have made it as well, and it'd have been the greatest overtake ever. But he cut the chicane and had to give it all back. Such a shame. I did see they had quite a few crashes as well. Yeah, obviously there was one in the broadcast on the final lap, uh, coming out of club chicane, and that was like a really fantastic battle to that point where mm. they're literally bump drafting each other and stuff and it all just ended in calamity and a big bill and then i think you colin you shared but it wasn't broadcast another race where someone upside was upside down at one point right upside down and then someone ran into the roof oh yeah yeah That's mad so yeah the, the minis are a bit all all of the minis different years decades mm. they're all a little bit mad that championship had a big incident out the back of the track uh, last year, didn't it? Uh, someone hit the like the earth bank quite hard. Was oh, it a village? Quite possibly. Yeah, but despite that, it does look like a really good fun championship, and mm. I'd love to compete in that. <laughs> when I say compete, I mean drive around at the back, but still. Yeah, still competing. Still competing. Yeah. So we might as well start in Fruxton then, since we're already there. British Touring Cars back. Uh, we're at the, near the halfway point of the season now and as usual Ash Sutton takes pole he's got Tom Ingram and Josh Cook who's not really been competitive manages to pull out his favourite track to get third place I thought of it as like the Josh Cook advantage at this circuit is still there per se but the car just isn't quite with him so he's, yeah. he's had his best weekend of the year right certainly best qualifying uh, just and he was fastest in two free practice, so I thought, oh, it could be on. But you're right, Nick. In the end, didn't get the win. No, um, yeah, he, he seemed really subdued as well after qualifying. Um, mm, yes, quite down in the dumps. Yeah, but like you say, I think he pulled out a performance. It's just the car is much further back than it has been in previous years. Yeah, I think that's the challenge. And we've been saying this all weekend, haven't we? Yes. Fourth place, Nick. I'll give you the honours. Ah, yes, Mister Doble. Mister Doble. 
wird dann zu P4 Overlap and we've also got Andrew Watson back in the top 10 as well and then Aaron Taylor mm-hmm. Smith who you were praising last week Tom is back to being competitive most weeks all in the, the top 10 all Astros mm. were good in qualifying and the races are sort of went backwards a bit uh, but the thing about qualifying was wasn't there 26 yeah. lap times deleted <laughs> but there was, yeah that's what Tim Harvey stated but there was still like 5 minutes remaining of the session True. Yeah. he said that based purely on <laughs> Commentary. Apologies. Yeah. Just to yeah, you're right to state that. I mean, that was a, just a mess. Yeah. Well, the, the whole thing was a bit of a mess with the uh, tire stack as well. Um, because I think our man Mr. Doble did benefit from that because he set his lap time at the point when the tire stack was missing. Just to be clear, just was this be- um? Oh, was it both Camish and Robottom clipped it at the final? Chicane? Uh, Camish. Camish was the one who moved it. Right. Uh punted it out of the way and then they carried on and that meant that they could cut a bit more of the chicane yep. and it stayed that way for about five minutes then they threw the red flag to move it mm, too late so anyone who'd set a lap time in that point was able to gain some advantage but we can't prove it but no it feels like it so I wonder if all Power Max cars were on the track at that exact right moment but I don't, <laughs> I don't know we can't, we can't really tell no there's such so, a spread between the team hard Coopers. Yeah. There's two seconds difference between Dan Lloyd and Jade Edwards. And there's five cars in between and they're all they're all so, so spread out. Mm. They're really hit and miss, aren't they? It's just like Lloyd and Thompson are up there and everyone else is struggling a bit with them. To be fair to Jade, though, I believe her car still isn't really finished. Mm, but, it seems that way, doesn't it? It breaks down yeah. constantly, so... Was it yeah. twice this weekend? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it was very late that they actually got the car done in the first place for the first race. Um, yeah. I just don't think it was ever fully put together properly. Mm. Which is a, you know, that's four rounds wasted almost. Mm-hmm. If that's the case. Uh, but it doesn't help when the car's unreliable at Thruxton. For two, two, two out of three races, I think she broke down. Um, mm-hmm. If you watch the Dan Lloyd Snetterton vlog on YouTube, which is going back around, he mentioned that actually his engineers left the team. And now I think that's Kevin Berry, who joined, who was like a big superstar signing for the start of the season, and he's already left for whatever reason. So that's not ideal. But then I also saw that not only is Barry Plowman helping him out, but certainly at Snetterton anyway, Matt Neal was working for them in some capacity. Really? Or offering advice. <laughs> yeah. Very odd. So I don't know if that was the case at Thruxton mm. or what's going on. Maybe he was just there to offer advice, but he was certainly working with them at Snet. Considering they had that deal with one motorsport. Mm, yes, exactly. That was the big pitch, wasn't it? But, yeah. So not sure what's going on there. Matt mm. Neal was on Twitter the weekend uh, throwing shade at the, uh, the Ford. Oh, was he? <laughs> what was he saying? Um, I was basically saying if other people get let off the leash in the pit lane, they'll just be as quick. So he's kind of hinting that they're doing something that might get pulled up. Oh, because Tim Harvey's at pains to explain the speed trap speeds. It's nothing to do with that. It's how it's yeah. how it's in the corners. It is clearly in something in the corners or attraction on the exit sometimes. Obviously, well, I was going to say four amazing drivers, but I'd say three really good drivers. And maybe one of them yeah. is the best of all time. So that, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. 
That helps. The best of all time. Does that make him a boat? The boat. <laughs> best of all time. <laughs> yes. You know, Ingram's no slouch, and he's got two tenths in qualifying behind him here. Oh, uh, yeah. In the champion car from last year, so... Mm-hmm. What could it be? Yes. Skill, engineering, and uh, an shot bit of boosting the car or something. Who knows? There were new build chassis for this year, right? So Matt Neal, mm-hmm. Paul speculation could be to do with how... Why would they... They were already competitive last year. Why do another new build, right? And there is leeway in the rules of how you do certain things, right? It's not just every car's the same and you bolt a body kit on. I know there's a lot of shared components. So it's got yeah. to be something in the weight distribution or how the roll cage is installed to help structural rigidity. Or it's something to something in the chassis, let's say. That's my guess. They've found maybe a loophole in the rules, a grey area, and exploited it. And fair play, that's motorsport. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Or they've just got an incredible setup on it. Yeah, there's that as well. Well, certain keep saying, "Oh, we've not changed it all year" or something like this, mm. just because it's perfect. But I mean, he's just tweeted three days mm. ago. Yeah, so Napa Fords now won nine out of the first twelve races, BCC races. Yeah, here. FFS. <laughs> yes. Interesting. Yes, we're uh, we're getting towards Red Bull territory. Mm. Right on to race one. Andrew Watson will lose at the start and he has to get pulled into the pits and get a new wheel on his car. So he starts from the pit lane. Um, Sutton keeps the lead from the start and then wins. Um, <laughs> Doble drops back at the start as does a lot of the power max, as you mentioned, Tom. Mm. Hill and Tuck and then get ahead. There was a nice little fight between Cook and Hill going through the complex. Cook managed to keep the inside for the final part and he kept third. And then that was just the top three, four after that. Wasn't really much happening at the front. Uh, Kamish gets around outside of Doble at the final chicane. Is this a uh, we get jelly spun around at the chicane in the next lap as well? Oh, yeah. Did yeah. That was with, um, oh, sorry. That the was ba- Chilton. Yeah, they blame, they blame was... Pearson and Connery, but it was Chilton. Yeah. No reprimand or anything for that. Interesting. Yeah, I felt a bit sorry for um, Jelly on that one. Yeah. And then was it Osborne checked up and Halstead drove into him? Yes. Yeah, I know. Yes. I felt a bit sorry again for Nick. He's not having a good time, is he? No. Not good. No. Point. No. I mean, ITVX are loving it because he's getting a lot of exposure for that. That's a good sponsor. point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. ITVX is actually why I watched this weekend's racing on for the first time in a long time. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And yeah, it works. <laughs> it works. <laughs> I mean, they're just constantly plugging subscribe to premium on it. And I'm like, okay, I get that that removes the ads, but the experience itself is not premium. You know, like unlike YouTube, yeah. I can't hit a Chrome podcast button. I can't alter the quality manually. I can't change the speed of viewership back like I could on YouTube. I can on YouTube. Um, I can't click a box so it pops out in its own little browser window. Uh, yeah, multiple like functionality things. You'd ex- yeah. I'd pay for the, all those stuff, but no thanks. Wow, moving on, quick. <laughs> a couple of nice moves in the midfield between Butcher and Taylor Smith, and it also got Robotman and Collard. Taylor Smith was going back a lot in this race to start with, and then towards the end he sort of stabilised. I thought it was 
Weird. I don't know if it was, I don't think it was kind of been a tire thing. Maybe it was just being overprotective at the start, and then it was fine. It's the same could be said of Dobo as well. Mm. Yes, because he started fighting back again, didn't he? Towards in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe it's conservative setup to try and reduce tire wear and too far that way. I don't know. Quite possibly. It was nice to see your boy on telly, at least. It was. Uh, yeah. So Butel's in the ball watch. <laughs> yes. Uh, Butel's in the pits. Halstead's in the pits as well. Probably from his crash with Osborne. Mm. Dobo gets passed by Robottom at Seagrave. Um, was that the one where he was cutting up inside of the final part of the complex? Yeah. He's done it a few times, Robottom. It's a nice wee move. Yeah, it's seems to be his move now. Yeah, so his previous years, it's been the outside going into the final skin. I think he did do that once this race. Mm. But now he's got a move. We just need to think of a name. Because <laughs> Swedish Shuffle was the Rydell move. This is, what, the Kid of Mr. Kuffle? <laughs> Rory Butcher did no, the Swedish on Shuffle on this one. So The roll bottom... Yeah, I can't think of a word. Could have missed a kerfuffle. Yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go with that one. So, Robottom's going great, recovering, and then he gets a puncture, which ends his weekend. Was that the only... Ends his race, sorry. Mm. Puncture that wasn't due to contact this weekend. Normally, Truxton used to have them all the time, so I don't know if that is contact related. It was delamination, actually, wasn't it? That's what they said, anyway. Mm. I don't know. Nothing was said as to what caused it. Yeah, weird one that. Could have just been unlucky and run over some debris, you never know. Ricky Collard's got balls, according to Nick. And he's uh, yeah. and he's uh, prep notes for this one. It gets uh, Adam Morgan around outside of Noble for ninth. I watched that back here. It was quite a nice move. That is a good move. Mm. But Ricky needs to calm down a bit sometimes, I think. Uh, yeah, but couple... with that family history, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Because a couple of races, he's like trying to make progress, and then he, oh, he just cuts a chicane, he has to give it back. And then, oh, he's just gone wide, and then he ended up just sort of stagnating. Yeah, well, he got past Morgan, attacked Doble. As you say, went through the chicane. Had to give the position back to Doble, but then Morgan nicked through as well. Yeah. Which I don't, I don't think, think Ricky was happy. No, he was stuck behind. I think Ricky was unimpressed because mm-hmm. he immediately was flashing the lights at Morgan and everything like <laughs> Adam's not going to give you the place back to be nice. Like, come on. No. <laughs> it's your own fault for cutting the chicane. So, uh, yeah, it's nothing new at the front. Unfortunately, Adam Morgan gets past Dobo at Seagrave, but there's a fight back between them, and uh, the Astra gets back through. Dobo slit the chicane. Morgan then finally gets him uh, towards the end. No, he doesn't get him. Aaron Taylor Smith gets him, doesn't he? Mm. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like he's dropped back early on, and then, he comes, and then back. comes back and gets all three of them. I think. Yeah, because yeah, Morgan drops behind Chilton as well at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Morgan sort of disappeared at the end. Yeah, he got muscled out, didn't he? On the there was the last lap on mm. Yeah. So there was a uh, top five, six. Didn't really see in the race. It was all pretty steady. But yeah, that, that 8th to 15th, we've got to see a bit of action, race one. But let's say, one by Sutton from Ingram Cook Hill. Um, 
Josh Cook took the fastest lap. And Aidan Moffat managed to get in the point. Or we've talked about him a few weeks ago. Boop, boop. Yeah. Dan Lloyd retired as well. Mick Halsey retired. And Jack Butel was also out. Mm. There was a bit of intrigue with... At one point, it looked like Cook might challenge Ingram. But Ingram had it covered in this one. Yeah. It's interesting you, you mentioned about Edward's car being a bag of bits, basically. Our fastest lap was half a second off... Nick Hamilton, and she finished eight seconds behind him. Wow. At the rear. That's and not representative of what she can do. No, and even Nick Hamilton, he was 11 seconds behind Sam Osborne, and Osborne had that incident at the chicane. So those Coopers are clearly, they're not all equal, let's put it that way. Struggling for straight line speed still, so that doesn't help around this venue. No. Oh, they did get a boost increase, didn't they? Oh, did um, they? For this weekend. I didn't see that. Um, oh, my word. Sorry. No, because the usual BTCC, <laughs> there's no mention of it anywhere. It was another Tim Harvey on commentary mentioned it at the beginning oh, is that of the only qualifying, way could... I believe. Wow. So was it just the Toker engine or was it the... Yeah, it said the Toker engine. Ah, that might contribute towards some of the Astra performance. the only ones. No, no. Astra. Oh, of course, yeah. Astra's. Yeah. That explains something then. Mm. But it was a small increase, apparently. Mm. Yeah, would it? Hmm. Race two. Oh well, sorry, Nick. When you go, before we're going to race two. Oh yes, of course. Uh, Mister Doble finished a pretty reasonable, respectable eighth. Yeah. I was hoping he would uh, carry on a bit higher up, but the level of the uh, drivers around him, I think he did quite well. Yeah, it was okay, wasn't it? Hmm. Yeah. Confidence boosting to get a top ten. Yeah. On to race two then, and as. It's the same as the first, really, at the start. Mm-hmm. It starts off with um, Sutton, Ingram, Cook, Hill. And it finishes with Sutton, Ingram, Cook, Hill, Camish, Tuckington, Butcher. <laughs> so uh, there's nothing really, there's not much at the front. Uh, Bobby Thompson has a moment on the first lap and runs off. I think he gets a lot of grass and gubbins and he's ready and everything. Because P10-ish... Could have been a reverse grid podium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Adam Morgan forces her boy off at the chicane, which, watching it back, was quite a bad one, actually, because Morgan wasn't even making the chicane himself. No. I think he got away with that yes. one. Again, no reprimands or anything. Lap two, and then they see Will Powell with a huge smash into the barriers. And yeah. I've watched this back on slow-mo and everything. And I can't tell if there's contact to break something or if he just loses it. Because he's racing with, um, I think he's racing with Hamilton. Or is he a Hamilton or Thompson? I'm not really, I wasn't really sure. Oh, Butel, I thought. Oh, Butel. Bl- Sorry. It's blue a, flashes, isn't it? Yeah. It's a blue one, yeah. It's Butel, but y- you only see the end of it as he's going. So I can only mm. assume there's a bit of contact, but it was quite an extreme turn right that he ends up going with. There's two scenarios for me. There's contact from the back on the exact corner, and that's speared him off. Mm. Or they're close. He's run his left wheels on the grass, which he's started to spin, and the hard car's got nowhere to go and punts him off because that's it. Can't, yeah. I can't do anything like that. If I was to guess, it would be the latter, but yeah, we don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's anyway, fun. he keeps trying try to drive after an impact. I thought, oh, <laughs> yeah, if the body's flopped up, you keep going. But wow, that's substantial. I'm really surprised the engine was still going. 
Yeah. Quite a lot of it was left behind on the grass. <laughs> yeah. And then he parks it on in the field on the en- entrance to Campbell Copper Seagrave, right? It's well off yeah, the track, but... Way off. I don't know. Like, someone could ease his spear into it, I thought. Yeah. It would have been a safety car have call. cars parked there, though. Mm. I thought a safety car just for the debris on the... Yeah. On the grass. I know it was or, on track. Or barrier. There was bits of what looked like turbocharger flying there. And I just thought... <laughs> If someone else hits them, they could go flying off into the crowd or something. Yeah, and it was yeah, peeing and pulling that. out, or fluid out as well, as he was driving mm. along, which I admire his optimism to think, I can get this back. <laughs> <laughs> and do what? No, no chance. Yeah. So, he's off, uh, Gamble's off, Thompson pits. We don't see what happened to Gamble, right? But suspension's bust. Yeah, assume he hit something. Can you imagine if it was a piece of Powell's Honda? (laughs) Yeah. Edwards retires as well. She's got problems. Um, Dan Robottom then has an attack on Ronan Pearson uh, at Cobb and passing at Seagrave, Mm. which I thought immediately should have given the place back because Mm -hmm. I agree. He opens the door by bashing him. And he gets away with it for the race results, but he gets a free place penalty for race three. Yep. Which, to be fair, Robottom scappers off down the road immediately, so they can't flip the positions, but... Um, That's true. They decide to go with a grid penalty rather than a time penalty. Which, when you think, it's 10 second penalty for track limits, whereas you can bash someone. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Don't really get anything. So it's not really great. Uh, there's then a clash between Dexter Patterson and Watson at Cobb, and that mm-hmm. was Dan to get past again and go up the order. Dan was uh, the highlight of the race for me, in that mm. he was making rapid progress. So that was, you know, nothing going up front. We'll watch Robottom do some stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, he gets himself from 27th or 26th or whatever it was. He started up to 11th by the end. So he had it. Yeah, which is a... Round Thruxton is a very good thing. Mm-hmm. It pulls that uh, that move on Chilton. What move? And Morgan. And it, the, <laughs> the Kidderminster kerfuffle, was it? That's it. <laughs> he pulls that one off into the final part of the complex a couple of times, which is, uh, which is good. Uh, Dan Lloyd got a 10 second penalty which would have been for track limits I think and uh, Turkington gets Butcher for 6 which is probably the only way we'll pass in the top 7 that happens in the race shows how uh, two, min- 2 points showed how difficult it was to race for position or overtake this particular round whether that's track or temperature or aero wash or a combination of everything right Was Turkington was Ben Butcher for what half the race yeah and looked a bit quicker, but it took him a Herculean effort to get that one position. And they were yeah. miles behind by that point, anyone else. And the second the second point was to try and spice things up for Paul Tim Harvey. He was he was going, Well, Sutton's won a second. Oh, provided he passes the ride height test. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, what drama. I know. You know you're reaching when uh, the post <laughs> yeah. race scrutiny and becomes exciting. <laughs> Uh, right, finish off race two. Go on, go on, Nick. 
Yeah, he slipped back a little bit further in this one, but still in the points in 14th place. Yep. By the way, by the way, have you seen what car Rory Butcher's driving this weekend? Yeah, he got an upgrade. Bought him a new car. Oh my God. (laughs) He's no longer in an Avensis, according to the website. Fantastic. (laughs) Someone is cool listening to us, so thank you. Uh, (laughs) Well, sorry for being critical, but it's only because we care. (laughs) <laughs> yes we like the website just um you confused us for six rounds essentially <laughs> to the point where colin was doubting me and nick uh, and presumably all of last year as yes well. <laughs> i had a, an email drafted to toyota ready to go to get <laughs> it's not needed thankfully so yes at the back we've got nick halstead who ends up the last runners and you've got three um you got three Coopers in a row after that. Lloyd's mm. Lloyd's penalty. So race three and uh drop ball number twelve gets out. No ball gate this time, everything looked fine. So Adam Morgan is on pole. Um you've got some notes here about a reprimand. Yeah, that was the uh, Ricky Collard got a formal reprimand for excessive weaving on yes. the way to the grid. I've never seen that before. Uh, how? <laughs> That's the whole job. The whole field is just weaving to get their tyres up. Uh, I wonder if we can watch it back and it shows him doing it. It might have been... I did watch the broadcast and I couldn't see anything that Weird. anyone else wasn't doing. But it obviously didn't show him the whole way around the lap. Oh, I don't know how you would excessively weave. Could it have been getting up to his grid spot? Yeah, I no idea. Unless it was on the way to the grid for the, you know, the when they go to the grid, the, pre the, the grid event. walk. Yes. Mm. Yeah, it could be. But I don't know. It's just a it's just a collard conspiracy again. Just nah. keep, they're out to get them. They're out to get the collard family. Nobody interview him. Exactly. <laughs> Forgetting the fact that Rob Collard got away with murder every single race <laughs> for about five years in a row. And I did I tweeted about every single one. <laughs> so they're, they're getting Ricky back for all the things that Rob should have got over the past few years. Ah, yeah. So it's right. in 2016. But yeah, carry on. <laughs> race three. Uh, front pretty much stays the same. Tuckington gets past Aaron Taylor Smith at Seagrave. Uh, there's a big gaggle of cars going towards Noble. Everyone gets through fine. And uh, we've got Sutton fighting Ingram through the complex. These the guys who were at the front, obviously Sutton, Cook, Ingram, Hill, are all just they don't make any real progress. No, They're they all don't. Just stuck. Mm. It's weird. So maybe it's like at this track with the. Rules as they are, with the car development as it is, it's just a status quo. And yes, okay, Sutton's done an amazing job in those two races. But as we alluded to there, it, it, it's very much more of a qualifying formula than ever. I think that's where mm-hmm. I was trying to get mm-hmm. that sentence before stumbling. Uh, because the mighty Sutton didn't move up a single position, right? No, he got no, even got yeah, passed by Cook. Dropped one. Oh yeah, dropped one, right. Yeah, it's the hybrid isn't working for a performance uh, pe- penalty. 
Mm, oh, yes, right. Yeah, I'm with you, though. Yeah, it does work in, t- in terms of uh, you can definitely see from certain camera angles when someone's using it versus someone yeah. who isn't. Someone did an overtake. Uh, it might have been Robot at one point in one of the races. That's very unspecific. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Between Seagrave and Noble, where he kind of had a semi-run, but then you could tell I felt that he had the hybrid boost and the other drive didn't, and he made it past before yeah. Noble. And also you can tell if it's defending, and I like the strategy element of it, but you're right, in terms of a pure handicap, it's not still not mixing up the grid I, enough, is it? I don't mind it in terms of race pace. It's just qualifying. Right. Yeah. No... Hybrid in quali- Oh, it's not working well enough in qualifying, is that what you're saying? No, I mean, Sutton's got one second of right. boost or whatever it is, it's and still he's still tens. putting it on pole mm. comfortably. Yeah, and the qualifying advantage is taken into the race now. The guys at the front, mm-hmm. it seems like. It's, it doesn't seem like there's a level or during the race. No. It's, it's more in the midfield that you're seeing those tight, uh, hybrid passes. Mm-hmm. True. Mm, it's a tricky scenario, though. Would it? Well, I think we're... Easy to flag the problem, but let's think about it of what the solutions could be, right? Ballast. But ballast. Because yeah. also, I think it's worth bearing in mind that Thruxton is just the one tyre compound. And I think yeah. they were brought in to mitigate the fact that the hybrid doesn't necessarily change the grid order that much. But at this track, yeah, now, after all we, I've said in previous years of with ballast, I didn't think the different tyre compounds were my preference. I thought they went too far. At Thruxton, I think we saw maybe that with the hybrid era, it is the right thing to have those. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You need something. Because this mm. was this the probably the, the dullest weekend to beat DCC in all, quite a while. Mm. Well, there was was it Alton Park 2014? That was pretty bad. But you're right. That's a long time ago. <laughs> Oh dear, we're going to start talking about Rockingham again soon. Hey, have you seen that you can, uh, it's sort of been semi-reopened for testing and stuff, you can drive around Rockingham again. Has <laughs> it? Ah. I think it was just used for last so many years, dormant, wasn't it, to park unsold cars? Yeah, yep. it was a car park. Yep. But uh, I did see some YouTubers now starting to use at least the inner bit again, so it must be available for hire. Mm. I, I think that. 2014, just to reference that specifically... <laughs> <laughs> was the one year they used the extra long layout, was it? Remember that? They went down to the um the banked hairpin. Oh. Yeah. Whatever year that was, it just didn't it didn't mix up the racing, so then they reverted back quickly to the one with the tight hairpin earlier on. Okay. That was the last time I thought there was a dull weekend. Alright. <laughs> wow, I messed it up again. Edit to, Sorry. Back to twenty twenty three uh robot on Pillsy's kerfuffle. Fine. <laughs> and they see Grave again. He then tries on Aiden Moffat, but Moffat is uh well Aiden Moffat is Aiden Moffat, so he tries around inside of the track <laughs> for seventeen laps and uh Do you know what? Who got past Moffat? Uh, Morgan, wasn't it? Yes. On that on bad shot, do you not think Aiden went uh was it too defensive too early and Morgan just drove around the outside of him? Or was it I think Morgan it, um, or was it was it Robot? That was uh, Robot. Oh sorry, it was yeah. Robot. Yes, yeah, sorry. I right, jumped ahead and ruined the order. It, he didn't defend it at all. Robot was yeah. a clear pass by the second part of the complex, so he completely right. made a mess of it. So I think my point I was trying to make was yeah. he learned from that moment and then drove around the inside of the track for the rest of the race. <laughs> yeah, so he, he gets a uh, he gets a bit Campbell. That was for second place at that point. Mm, right, sorry. Uh, a bit of contact between Cook and Sutton at the chicane. 
Um, but no change in positions there. They're uh, all behind Ro- Ingram at this point, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Dan Robottom takes Adam Morgan at uh, Church, which was a pretty easy move in the end, I thought. Mm. Would have been logical to wait till after Church, but he had a, such a pace advantage. Yeah. I think he said he was surprised that he was alongside him. <laughs> he wasn't expecting to be, but yeah. Wasn't just looked like he had softer tires on. He looked like yeah, he had much more grip. Yeah, wasn't Ing- uh, Morgan like three and a bit seconds ahead at one point? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in touring cars, that's uh, with a handy driver who knows how to win. That's normally a, a race win in the bag, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Not when you've got a Ford Focus chasing you. Yeah, weird, weird, weird. weird. <laughs> so Robottom gets the lead there, and a bit straightforward move. Tom Chilton then spins. We see him recovering. Jared Edwards retires again. And then uh, Jake Hill cost himself a couple of points trying to get past Dan Camage at mm. Noble. Compromise himself and then uh, Tom Ingram gets past him to take that position and put himself in ninth. So it was Dan Rotbottom from Anne Morgan in Moffat. Moffat, I think that was his first podium of the year, I believe. Yes, yeah. yeah. And I, I, mm-hmm. I think we've been a bit critical of him. I think that's valid. But it's been a, what two and a bit seasons in a real-world drive car, so it will take time to adapt. He's been whooped by Cook, but still that was a hopefully morale-boosting result. Yeah, it was a better performance for Maiden. He messed up in qualifying, but recovered in race three. So that was your race three. Josh Cook took the fastest lap to give himself an extra point. And our man managed to finish in the points in all three races, which, well done. Yeah, it's good to see. 14th, Nick? He was, yeah, 14th. Again, carried it on from the last race. We uh, we need to get t-shirts made up for when we go to the, the race that we've gone. Yeah. Hashtag double watch. <laughs> Double watch. Yeah, nice. Double. Well, he's ahead of Andrew Watson in the championship now. And considering how impressive Watson's debut was. Yeah, but in the dry conditions, it's not quite being as straightforward, has it? No, I still think Watson's the quicker driver at the moment. He just hasn't quite had the luck. Mm. Did you hear in commentary that Plato was around? Yes, I heard that. (laughs) What could that be about? The strangest part of it was, okay, there was a pretty dry race, so it's some filler. It's got us talking. Mm. Uh, Thanks, Tim. But the (laughs) why mention it if if it's nothing to do with the sport? If he was just visiting as a specky or saying hi to people, you probably know that. You probably don't say anything, right? Hmm. Because he tweeted that he was at Carfest North, Carfest South, the day before that, and didn't mention that he was at Thruxton. So it makes you think a bit. Where's it coming back to? Personally, yeah. I would like it, maybe if he, if he's not driving, he helps put a deal together and maybe he's like team manager or something. That would be cool. Oh, what? Like how he got Ingram his championship? Oh, uh, yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Good old KX Academy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the interview after Ingram's first one <laughs> is burned into my head forever. <laughs> it's, up, it's up there when he, had a, when he got annoyed that he won a race because the Hondas took each other out, but he was still like, the parrot is not good enough. That was a good one as well. 
<laughs> yes, so that is British Touring Cars. I'll leave it there. Um, Ashton won the championship. Well, if mm. any series where that's not necessarily so sure, it's this one. Ash Sutton, 183. Yeah. Tom Ingram, 169. Turkington, 142. Hill, 130. Dan Camish, 128. That's the point standings. Camish, notable by his absence in any sort of meaningful way. Three solid positions, but again, comprehensively outqualified by Sutton, and that's put him on the back foot that weekend there. Mm. I would say his championships hopes are over now. He has to help Sutton again. Yeah. After all that promise of round one. It's kind yep. of over now. Yeah. Mistakes in qualifying's cost them. Mm. Uh, attendance was up seventeen percent, by the way. Ooh. <laughs> it's Plato and his entourage. <laughs> yeah. And uh, ITV some parts of it will, of the next round and alter part will be on ITV one. Yep. First two are hours. We back to that, are we? Yes. Okay. So I must remember get, to change my recording. Get your recording set, folks. Apparently it's a simulcast, but double check. Oh. Right. Ah, but yeah, double check because mm. we've been tripped over before. Yes, so. we have, we have. So, any more on touring cars before we go to Barcelona? Nope. Nope. Yep. Right over to the Formula One then, and it was a upgrade weekend for uh, Mercedes. We get to actually find out what the upgrades have brought at um, Monza. We're going to be like Monza, Monaco. We're actually going to be like on a proper track. Qualified was interesting because it had been raining in the morning and the, the track was still a bit damp and uh, I think it was about turn 12, I think. Still had a wet patch that um, Nick DeVries couldn't get through. Yeah, <laughs> could yeah. Take was that order. two or three times? Yes. Every lap. <laughs> yeah. Um, did Bottas Alonso... have a moment there as well? Yeah. I think half the grid did. Well, Bottas spun, they brought out the red flag and then he got going immediately. So. Yeah, that was just silly. So yeah, the rest of qualifying was Q1 was just people spinning. Um, Alonso put it off on his warm-up lap and damaged his floor. Yeah, I was going to say damaged the car, apparently. Yeah. Mm. Well, Clerk's terrible. And he was complaining about something on the rear. I think they rebuilt the back of that car and he was still nowhere in the race. So, and Q1 will lose... Uh, Charles Leclerc, he's 19th, incredibly. Q2, but then we Sergio Perez and George Russell. Yeah, yeah. Russell's a weird one there. I know, because did Perez go off? He did. Perez had a, a terrible mm-hmm. off at, like, whatever that turn's called. Turn eight? Five. Five. Five, yeah. That annoying left-hander. Yeah. Yeah. So he like goes off. To start with. Yeah. Then there's a, a crash between Hamilton and Russell. What was the full context of that? Because I only saw a replay from on the straight where they punted each other. But did they ever show it on the run-up? Yeah. Yeah, the run-up was shown live. So Russell pulls over to let uh, signs go past at the last corner. And then he cuts right. right in front of Hamilton to start his own lap. Uh-huh. So the, Because Russell abandoned the lap, he's out of sync. So they must tell him that Sainz is coming behind, but then he pulls mm. right in front of Hamilton and uh, starts his lap. He claims he doesn't know Hamilton's there, which I can see. 
probably from the move. Yeah. He tries to get the slipstream of signs and then pulls back over to the left, not realising Hamilton's yeah. there. And Hamilton loses his front wing. Mm. And George is out of qualifying. Mm. What do you think of that, Nick? Yeah, I pretty much agree with that. I think it's just bad communication from the team in general. Yeah, they said miscommunication. Um, they all said that Russell should apologise to Hamilton and then Nico Rosberg says that Hamilton should apologise to Russell as well. <laughs> Because of course he did. Alan should have known that Russell was going to be out of qualifying if he didn't get the lap and shouldn't have attacked him down the street. I mean, Which we're is... all rolling our eyes, but yeah. ultimately we are still talking about him. So yeah. he's done his job. He's learnt well from Jack Villeneuve. <laughs> did you see uh, Horner kind of call him on it at the weekend? Uh, I saw some thumbnail on YouTube, but I didn't click it. It's basically... Um, Horner's talking about Perry's performance and then Rosberg, as he usually does, jumps in and goes, well, I thought Perry's was terrible the first half of the race. He's miles off the pace. And Horner just goes, hey, since you've got the car, you're awfully, awfully critical <laughs> of these drivers, aren't you? Mm. And you kind of see that Rosberg just kind of goes, oh, yeah. right, we won't go down that road. Cause I know he's at it. So, Q3 result for Stappen from Sainz. Wando Norris yeah. somehow put the car forward. Yeah, amazing. Hamilton was fifth, but starts fourth because Gasly got two or three place good penalties for impeding people. Yeah. Did you see the impediments as well? They're pretty bad. Yeah. Apparently the French don't put mirrors on the cars. <laughs> and Alonso was, you know, doing his usual commentary thing as well, wasn't he? Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> it was. It was. But you know, Hulkenberg got in a Q3 and both McLarens, mm. and so that's encouraging. Uh, was it? Well, um, because uh, I would say they've done a really good job, but the caveat of Russell, Perez, and Leclerc should also already, you know, they should be up there. Yeah, don't take I, my I fun away. Sorry, <laughs> but they didn't do the job, and he did. They didn't. Yes, no, absolutely. Sorry. <laughs> yep. Well, uh, we'll find out a bit more in, in uh, Montreal next. That'll be. Uh... Oh, is it Montreal next? I didn't realise that. It is. Yeah, next weekend. Yeah, bloody Stroll made some reference to maple syrup, didn't he? (gasps) Oh, good. (laughs) And apparently the organisers have come out to say and said that the wildfires, which have uh, turned New York orange, are not threatening the race. So, Okay. Yeah, it looks wild, that. I hope everyone's all right. Yeah. If anyone can hear noise and squeaking in the background, that's my dog. I'm just going to... It's not going on my end. Oh, well, I can hear. It. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try and edit out or pause or anything. If you hear noise, it's the dog. So we'll get leave it at that. And uh, yeah, get the start. Lando Norris, he's fantastic weekend. Ends at turn two. Yeah. Um, Sainz tries to challenge for stopping into turn one on the outside, which slows him down. Hamilton has to check up going through turn two and cuts left. He's contact with Lando. He was his wing. He pits. He's last. He pits a couple more times, but he never, he never recovers the ground. No. Yeah, I just don't think they uh, had the race car under them. They obviously did no. a great performance in quality, but I think he would have ended up at the tail end of the points, even if he hadn't have damaged the car. Yeah, yeah okay. but that would have been better than... Oh, yeah. Basically driving around last all race, wasn't he? Yeah. 
Well, you look at where Piastri ends up. He ended up 13th at the end. So maybe the third place in qualifying, flattered to, de- to deceive about the pace of the McLaren, really. Stunning, stunning one lap. But when it came to it, a mistake at the start, but also just neither of them were really that quick, even when it was all all right anyway. No. Uh, Russell takes the escape road for turn one and turn two. He's fighting with a Haas and I think Piastri mm-hmm. as well. And he manages to come out in front of Piastri, who you could argue whether he was entitled to that position or not, but he got away yeah. with it anyway. He, he was investigated, wasn't he? He was level with him, I would have said. The uh, stewards said that he was ahead. But mm. yeah, I thought it was a little bit iffy. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Great start, though, he made. He made that like four places before he got to turn one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the Aston Martins are quick at the start. Stroll gets in front of Hamilton. But about five, ten laps in, the the everyone just comes towards Mercedes and they mm-hmm. suddenly are quick. Um, Russell manages and to can take... go a while on those tyres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They went, they went. Well, Hamilton went ten laps longer in his soft tyres than Sainz could manage, which uh, only gave him second in the end. Mm-hmm. But Russell gets past Alonso, and uh, Hamilton got past Stroll easily. So Mercedes are, are closing in on Aston, if not quicker at certain points now. Uh, we get a bunch of overtakes into turn one. Yeah. I think some most Spanish overtakes or most overtakes of the season or something all into turn one. But, yeah, they were like you've got Perez recovering. Leclerc doesn't go anywhere, but you get Perez recovering, you get some moves in the midfield, uh involving Hulkenberg a lot and the Alpines, but That was all to do with alternate tire strategies, wasn't it? Like Hulkenberg started falling back, so they pitted early, so then he fought forward and then his tyres wore out because he pitted first so he went back again. Yeah. All kind of ended up in a status quo for the most part. So I was watching a lot of overtakes but I wasn't necessarily caring about them. No, I didn't have a clue no. who was actually in what position for most of the race either. No. You didn't know who was in the net actual thing. Yeah. So it was, it was all a bit formulary. <laughs> yeah, and it was, as I say, all almost every overtake was DRS. Mm-hmm. And... It was too powerful because most people were getting past and then pulling back in Yeah. by the braking zone. Whereas if it was 100 metres shorter, they'd be having to make a dive into turn one. Yeah, I hate when the stats say most overtakes and stuff because I suppose it raises the question, Do you, what constitutes an overtake? Of course, they are overtakes, so you've got to count it. But what we want to see is something under braking, right? Mm-hmm. Or on the exit of a corner Well, that, that's a bit more skillful. MOR was cancelled the other week. And F1 YouTube were showing, was it 2006? Mm. Mm. Was Which it Alonso Schumacher? Wider regarded as one of the greatest races you could watch. And there was no overtaking? No. So, number of overtakes doesn't equal excitement. As well. Exactly. Yes. That's why I'm worried if we're going down that route of trying to release these stats. Unless it's a third-party journalist who's worked it out, and I don't know the full context of the article, it's a dangerous path to go down. Formula E did that with their own YouTube highlights a couple of races ago. 190 overtakes or something like this, it said in the mm. YouTube title. Clicked it and I was like, well, I don't understand what the heck is going on here, so I don't really care about them. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, we're, we're coming back to this DRS debate again, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, great, great racing isn't just overtakes. 
Correct. And most of these overtakes were easy. Yeah. Um, no Russell, skills. No, Russell did a good one. Ocon was a good one. Yes. So, yeah. That was quite late. Notice Toto's on his radio a lot more these days. Mm. Don't know if that's a calming figure or something like that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, Hulkenberg came at the pits, managed to get past Joe. Um, uh, sorry, Yuki was coming at the pits as Hulkenberg was getting past Joe. And uh, Hulkenberg got two and one. That was fantastic. It was. And yeah, you've got the midfield battle between those guys, pretty much a full race. Yeah. Ultimately, Hulkenberg fell back. I think they, yeah. Flattered to deceive there by pitting a bit too early at the first one that set him yeah. on a downward spiral. Could be wrong there. It, it definitely looked like the tyres were going off quicker. Mm. Yeah, But then on the radio, he was saying, we need to do something different. I don't know if they listened to that and acted accordingly or what, but it didn't quite mm. work out for either of the Haas. They just sort of fell backwards. Aye, it was there. It didn't end up a good weekend for them. It looked quite promising and qualifying for Hulkenberg. Uh, as we mentioned, signed pits 10 up Seller and Hamilton for mediums. Mercedes yeah, just holds on his tyres. Yeah, big mistake. Hamilton just breezes past for second. Uh, Verstappen started on the mediums, but he goes quite long on them, goes on the hards, doesn't like the hards, uh, but it has enough gap think, yeah. to then go on. I think, I think, I can't remember if it's a medium or soft at the end, but he goes on a fresh set of something at the end quite comfortably. Yeah, I think it was soft, but I'm not sure. Leclerc goes on the softs, but then goes backwards. Um, Gasly gets yeah. past them quite easily. And uh, try to find what else was exciting. Oh, well, Max nearly got a penalty. <laughs> mm. Yeah, exactly. Mm. For track limits. He got three warnings, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Which is fair. He got a four from British Touring Cars. He'd been taken out his car and shot. <laughs> <laughs> so. I do not endorse that sentiment. Any funny would have got. It was like twenty five seconds ahead, and I'm like, "Oh, don't get a penalty." I know. You've got five seconds. That, You've got that was five of them. Me laugh. Just... So of course he went and did it anyway. Yeah, he really he got, got his fastest lap. Yeah, I mean, he could have run wide so many times and still easily finished in front. Mm-hmm. Ah, exactly. It's ridiculous. I thought we saw a bit of, uh, again, an experience in F1 from Nick DeVries with uh, an overtake yeah. on the gas we got on him. Mm. He was slipstreaming Magnussen and kind of puts a lazy run to the inside that he's never actually going to go for. Yeah. And uh, Gasly just goes round outside of him. And slightly clips his wing in the process. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Does. That was one move where you thought, oh, bit too timid there. Or indecisive. Yeah, commit or don't try. Don't do a Yano trolley. <laughs> he wasn't <laughs> holding anyone have... up, was he? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> but trolley, yeah. known for the train, but he did also, when he went for an overtake, he always just did a half look yeah. and either didn't overtake or clattered into someone. <laughs> Yano's still racing these days, is he? No, he's got a, a vine, vineyard, hasn't he, that's very successful. Doesn't he have a successful range of wine? I don't know, I was going to guess a hair salon. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Vitantonio Liuzzi has a restaurant in Milan mm. and Yano Trulli and he serves Yano's Trulli's wine, I think. Hang on a minute. Live Google. I'm, I'm on it. <laughs> Masira Borgio de Trulli Winery in Pugila. 
Ooh. In fact, you can buy it from Webb's Garden Centre in the UK. Oh, Waitrose. <laughs> Waitrose sells it. How about that? I can't, I can't afford to go to Waitrose. How expensive is it on Waitrose? Nine quid. Oof. You know how many bottles of Frosty Jacks you can get for that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Scotland. <laughs> we've we've got minimum alcohol pricing in Scotland, so uh, the, ah. bottles of, the bottles of white ointing and that aren't as cheap as they used to be. <laughs> That's interesting. So, yeah. yeah. Right, but... More right interesting than racing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, Russell reports rain, but he's actually just sweating. <laughs> so that's, oh, that um, was the highlight. Yes, that was. Oh uh, yeah, that's uh, that's it. I'll... Oh no, no, there was the penalty, wasn't there? About Sonoda. Oh, Sonoda gets a penalty at turn one for yeah. going off track. No, uh, for, for defending, pushing off yes. against Joe. Sure. You can't defend. You're not allowed to do that. Sorry. Yeah. That penalty was utter nonsense. Yep. Totally with you. It was, it was you. a bad one, that. Yeah. I don't there think was he... space for him. I think there was space, but I also think it was Yuki's corner anyway. I mean, yes, he braked yeah. very late. You could tell from the brake dust flying off, but he made the corner. And he made it comfortable. Yeah, he made well. the corner. It wasn't going to run off, was he? He no. sort of opened the steering angle a bit and defended. Uh, yeah. He's got the right. He's got the. He's ahead. He's on the inside. I mean, if and there wasn't dip- that runoff there, then Joe would have backed out of it and pulled him behind him. But because the runoff's there, he runs straight off and says, oh, he pushed me off. Yeah, exactly. So, the people involved in that decision, we don't agree. Sorry, that was a bad one. And Yuki was rightly annoyed on the team radio after the race. Because mm-hmm. in this day and age, there are so many quick teams that are far ahead of everyone else. An eighth or a ninth is like a really hard-fought mm. victory for... You know, Haas, AlphaTauri, McLaren, um, Alfa Romeo, Williams. So he he did that on track. He did the best he could possibly do. And uh, I just felt that was a bit harsh. Mm. I totally agree with that. Dropped him to 12th. And afterwards he said, I don't care about the car, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, Yuki. Yeah, that was, um, that was a poor moment. Did he get some uh, points in his license as well? Could be wrong there. I didn't see I that. I hope not. It wouldn't surprise me. Mm, might want to reverse out of that opinion. <laughs> <laughs> he does the exact same thing as Max does on lap one. And none of lap one's judged. Ah, yes, true. Against science, yeah. He does the exact same thing. So I think that is complete nonsense as George, as usual. Uh, yeah, I have nothing else to say about the race. Uh, the only thing I had to cover was um, Alonso's radio message did make me laugh. Yes, the Alonso stroll thing at the end was yeah. wild, wasn't it? Because uh, as I wrote in my thing, it's just Fernando is the person who waited in the pits to stop Hamilton from setting a lap in Quali when they were teammates. 2007. Yeah. And allegedly bribed mechanics and allegedly <laughs> blackmailed teams. Yes. And now he's just going, <laughs> tell Lance not to worry. Yes, it's all in that uh, rather wonderful book mm. uh, I'm forgetting the author of, I'm afraid. Apologies. I'll circle back to that while I remember. He's now the voice in the F1 game, though, of your engineer. Oh, Mark Priestley. Yeah. Mark Priestley's book. Elvis. Uh, Elvis, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> I recommend it. It's a good read. And yeah, time to change. Jeff been sacked? Uh, yes. Sacked Jeff? Yeah, that was last oh. year, yeah. 
Oh no. That Jeff. was another thing that I know, poor Jeff. annoyed me. <laughs> <laughs> the handling was terrible when Jeff was gone. Yeah. Yeah. Priest I think could have just kept the uh, the old one as well. Could have been a choice between the two. True, because <laughs> you can switch between David Croft and Alex Jakes. Mm. So you could have had that. Which I'm sure Colin would do. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's so crap. Uh, oh, we've got to quickly mention about the Alonso thing. Do you think it was like a, a, a real mind game? Because by vocalising oh. that he's just going to, oh, let's sit there, and by waving at the crowd on the last lap, it yeah. really shows that I've got the better of him. But, you know, he can have his point. Yeah, he was drifting it and everything. Yeah. yeah. Very strange behaviour. What I wanted to see was him say, tell him not to worry, and then he passes him anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I thought it was a double bluff. Mm. But he just sat there, didn't he? Basically, just out of sight DRS for the rest of the race. And yeah. It could, you could have had him, I reckon. I suppose he's got nothing to play for, though. There's no chance of a championship challenge. So that Well, last last week he was saying <laughs> opposite. <Yeah. laughs> last mm. week he was talking about his championship fight. No, mate. No. <laughs> <laughs> no happening. Yeah, I felt sorry for Yuki in the end. Uh, his five place penalty dropped him down from ninth to twelfth, which yeah, I didn't think was particularly fair. Wasn't deserved. No, no. So as I've said every week, Max has won the championship already. Perez mm-hmm. managed to recover to fourth, and we've got a double Mercedes podium and a second and third. Christian Horner after the race was like, "Why is everyone talking about Mercedes upgrade? They still finished twenty five seconds behind us." But our F1 journalist pointed out it's because the fifth finished like 56 seconds behind you at the first race of the year. Yeah. <laughs> so they are catching. Um, Aston Martin are bringing upgrades in the next few races. Mm-hmm. Um, they're expecting to go back ahead of Mercedes then. Um, Mercedes are expected that they've spent a good bit of their budget bringing this upgrade, so who knows how much further they'll go this year. But that's all to come. We're next in Montreal next weekend on the 17th and 18th of June, if my calendar is correct. So we're back then for uh, for Montreal, which is my favourite track. Me too. Not yeah, for racing, I, I suppose, but uh, for uh, driving around it. It's, it's, yeah. it's the best. It's always okay for racing as well, really. Who's going in the wall this year? <laughs> Wogan Sargent, definitely. <laughs> Do you see those pictures of the the basic Williams floor? Yeah, I wasn't sure if that was genuine or not. Well, James Valls then responded to it with a yeah, official yeah. Williams video, didn't he? Where he's basically saying, "Yeah, it's kind of deceiving angles of the pictures, but we, yeah, it's basically true. We need to do a lot of work on it." Ah, oh, I thought it may have been last year's floor or something like that. No, 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 no. It's a legit pic. Ah, it's um. It's crazy because Williams have had so much winter time the past couple of years because <laughs> they've been slow. And what they've developed is basically the bit of plastic you get on top of a car, like a milk tray <laughs> when you come back to us. They've just put that in the bottom of their car and went, ah, that'll do, lads. <laughs> who, who needs CFD? We can just have a flat floor. <laughs> like, that, that'll generate the ground effect. Yeah. So, yeah. You can see it's going not easy if... Uh, if they've they've basically not been able to come up with anything at the at mm. the base the back end of the floor anyway. Uh 
We didn't see the front end of the four. That was James Bell's point. So the front end might be incredible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Next weekend as well, we're in Alton Park for the British Town Cards. Lovely. So we've got another double weekend then. So we've got a weekend off. And we're back then. I'd just like to end, if it's okay, with a couple of thoughts. Uh, absolutely. While we're recording, it's not a sport we cover, but Ferrari has qualified in pole position for the 24 Hours of Le Mans in the last few minutes. Ooh. First time in 50 years I've done that, ahead of Toyota. Um, Toyota's won every race so far in WEC this season, although Ferrari has had a pole before. Uh, controversially, last week, the BOP changed. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, you know, a few days before Le Mans, when it was previously stated that wouldn't necessarily be the case. So t- I think Toyota's ne- not best pleased. They've qualified a third. It's a 24-hour race, so qualifying doesn't really mean that much. But still, Ferrari can do something with on pole position, one spot. If it's not Formula 1, they're doing that. And, uh, you know, we were talking about the um, alleged, I don't know what we're saying, pressure on the Collard family from, mm-hmm. what was the term we used, sorry? The, like the conspiracy against. Conspiracy against. I think yeah. it's actually you, Colin. I've just searched uh, the word Collard from Bar66 on Twitter. Oh, no, what have I done? <laughs> I'm going to read out some old tweets. Uh-oh. Oh, dear. This is for Twitter. Oh, there's only two, actually. Uh, 2022. Ricky Collard just making up his own track layout in race one. Spent more time off the track than on mental race. So maybe these new rules are actually <laughs> based on his previous <laughs> driving behaviour. They've uh, stopped it. September, would that have been Silverstone? Um, and then a, a belter from 2016. Watching race three of BTCC, of course Collard does something stupid. Numpty. I think we should end on that. <laughs> I had, that tweet had one like. Guess guess who liked it, Tom? Oh, was it me? Yes. <laughs> I didn't check that. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm sure I've had more tweets about Rob Collard. I've probably deleted them at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. Fantastic. <laughs> we'll end on that. But, oh, the, did you see the NASCAR in Le Mans? Oh, yeah, Garage 56. You see, it out-qualified this quicker than the GT field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised that. by that. Uh... Mike Rockefeller, Jimmy Johnson and Jensen Button driving it. Yes, yes. Uh, James <laughs> Button was like, I didn't. I can't believe this is so quick. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's wild. Uh, we'll see if it lasts twenty four hours. But it's. I thought it'd be, you know, at the back of the entire grid. And and it rather dangerously, he's kind of in the middle. Yes, exactly. <laughs> every it's picture you see of it on track with another car near it, you just think someone's. It's in the wrong track. It's in the wrong race. That shouldn't be there. It's an, <laughs> an invasion. It just looks completely I out of place. Did not even it? know this was a thing. I'm curious. I'm going to have to watch this. Oh, you've got to Google it. Uh, it um, so Garage 56 is like a, a slot that, at 24 Hour Le Mans that's available sometimes for like prototypes and weird stuff. Nissan once ran an electric oh. car, which I think it got punted out in the early hours, unfortunately. And someone else has done something before. Uh, so this year, NASCAR as an organization has entered a, a modified NASCAR. <laughs> oh, it's got to be worth a good look. It looks so out of place because it's basically massive. It's like twice as big as everything. Uh, they've had to modify it quite heavily. It's got different lights. It's got a paddle shift where normally it's um, sequential. Um, yeah. It's got wing mirrors now. But the weird thing is when they get in and out of the car, you know, it doesn't have any doors or anything. So they just have to climb out the window. Well, yeah, they've got to make it go right as well. Yeah, right. So uh, amazing initiative when you see it in action. It's just like, wow. Apparently it sounds incredible if you're, if you're trackside. 
Fair play. Yes. Not so when NASCARs don't break either, and it must have some pretty serious upgrades in that department. Yes. Um, is the actual race this weekend? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's 2 o'clock, I think, on Saturday. Hmm. I'm assuming on Eurosport. Oh, it's, it's on Discovery. Ah, who owns Eurosport? So, yes. Yes. Maybe they've moved to it check. to a different thing. Well, they, they put all of the sport on a streaming service now, Discovery uh, Plus. Ah, Discovery Plus. Ooh. So... We'll Have you ever used Discovery look. Plus? No. Yes. Have you? Yeah. What did you watch? But I use it through Amazon. Ah, okay. Um, I don't really know why I watch it. I just whenever I've got nothing to watch, I find some form of documentary or something. On yeah, there. it's got a load of random documentaries, hasn't it? Yeah. It's also got a load of these bloody stupid haunted house programs. Yes, I, and I watch those. Do not understand that because it's all fake people. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Every time Gogglebox usually covers something scary, like, oh, what platform is it? Yes, it's Discovery Plus. It's someone going, there's a ghost under the carpet. <laughs> under the carpet. <laughs> and of course, uh, BT Sports is owned by Warner Bros. Discovery now as well. Oh, is so it? It's, oh. it's becoming TNT Sports in the summer. No way. Ah, I, yes. I knew that was rebranding, but I'd forgotten what it was. Yeah, well, TNT is the former. Turner Network Television America. It's still mm. the TNT channel. Um, so that they they own they bought BT Sport, or at least a big chunk of it, and it's rebranding in the summer. So yeah, we need to check our listings to see what what we on TV because I think some of the wet got shown on. Is it got shown on ITV as well? It did last year. Oh, so some of it I'm sure was on ITV sure. at some point. Yeah, I mean I subscribe to their YouTube channel and I support. There'll be brief highlights throughout the race. So that's worth, mm. well worth checking out if you don't have a subscription service. Yeah, But it's well worth watching this year because it's, it's, well, it's a commitment, isn't it? But at least check out some highlights. I recommend it. I know it's not F1 or British Touring Cars, but the field of top-class cars is up to 16 now. You've got Porsche, Glickenhaus, Van Wall, Peugeot, Toyota, Ferrari, Cadillac, and I don't know if I've missed another manufacturer out, but Fantastic lineup, but Jacques Villeneuve got sacked just before it, so he's not there. <laughs> That's always good to know. Yep. Poor Jack. Poor Jack. Right. Okay. We'll leave it there. That's enough for this week. Uh, we'll be back with Alton Park and Montreal, and a week and a half's time, whenever this gets released. Apologies, nice. it's late. But we'll be back <laughs> then. Um, yeah. Hopefully, we might get a championship fight after Alton Park. That's my hope anyway. Yeah, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see you then. Uh, thank you again for downloading and see you bye. Thank you. Next time, same bye this week, so that's fine. <laughs>